April is a month that started off with a bang. If you feel like everything is moving and some of it makes no sense to what you know is supposed to be happening astrologically, you are not alone. We are indeed in the midst of a great shakeup. We are moving from one astrological age into the next and are directly living through and experiencing the social, political, and relational changes that come along with world order being rethought. There are moments that we know are powerful and important for cosmic healing that simultaneously seem to come with what feels like just more challenges for us. It can be frustrating to know that so much good is happening astrologically and to still be meeting the wall of unjust systems or unfair treatment ourselves. I know this from personal experience. When we are pushing the wall of a system, when we are here to ground a fresh frequency, when we are architects of life and light, it is not always easy. We are here, united by the condition that we are living together through this. These are the times where recognizing the strength of our community, recognizing the impact of our kindness and acknowledgement, and really walking the talk to one another by treating each other with dignity makes a world of difference. It also has the power to make our worlds different. In this astrology report, I address how far we have come. I acknowledge the transitory nature of this moment and this month. I talk about the importance of remembering to plant seeds for our present and future throughout it. There are ways to keep ourselves from getting swept away in the crazy tide of everything that is dissolving. We are here now and we will stay strong through this. Come on in, my friends, for an April astrology report where I talk about the planets, the changes, and how to make the most of this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Crow Medicine Astrology Reports. It is me, your host and guide, Katie Indycrow, and we may as well just jump right into it. The format for this report is as follows. I'm going to start off with just grounding us in a conversation about how many magnificent, unique, and rare astrological events have happened within the last 30 days of our lives. And that's important because it sets the stage for us to understand a little better all of the dissolving, all of the changing, and all of the transformation that we are seeing in our lives. This is, without a doubt, a time of great upheaval. And this is, in part, exactly what we knew was coming. And so one of the reasons why it's important to acknowledge not only what is happening and the context through which it is deriving, it also helps us to see the good points so that as we meet these individual tough moments, which we individually certainly are and have been, we will be able to see the bigger picture of it all. And we'll be able to remember that this is us walking out of something. This is us seeing things for what they are and ultimately being given the chance to change because within visibility comes freedom. From there, we will get right into the planets for the month of April. One of the things that I will be doing as part of this report is talking about why things feel like they are blowing up as we are supposed to be experiencing these positive astrological changes. And I will be laying a focus on where we can find those moments and create those moments where we put that positive energy to work for us. I know that a lot of people feel like they're having the screws put to them right now. And that is in part us transitioning out of an extremely harsh Saturn configuration that had an impact on the formation of things like our government and our financial system. And I know that as we move through this energy, which I'll talk about in the next segment, 
we are connecting to its worst bits sometimes in our own lives. And one of the things that can sometimes happen when we have that happen on a regular basis, which is the case for a lot of people, is that we get fed up, we step away from putting forward movement, and we get really caught up in putting out fires or doing things to forget that we even had the fires in the first place. This is part of how circumstances rob us from the potential of metaphysical forward movement. And so I just wanted to remind people that even when it is very difficult, take those moments and do not allow ourselves to get beaten down by them. Take these as moments where we have to be even more grounded and strong in our self-connection and our spiritual beliefs. Because as a lot of us who have been through extremely difficult times know, it is our faith in ourself, our ability to find and love our soul and to feel that sacred connection that gets us through what seems like very challenging times. And it is our ability to use metaphysics that also helps with that too. Happy to report that I am back to receiving requests for private clients and consultations. You can check the link in the astrology report or just email me at katieindycrow at gmail.com to request your session now. All right, we are going to rock right into a quick review of the astrologically significant events that we lived through this past month. For those of you who are new here, one of the things that I talk about in this astrology report series is the healing of our universe. We know that our universe got hurt, we know the solar system got hurt, and that the planet Earth's vibration was lowered significantly through a course of historical actions that also had a spiritual basis in weird things happening from outside of the universe. Long story short, the major thing that is going on as we are transitioning into this age of Aquarius is we're walking out of a series of historical events and energy patterns that were pretty harmful to the human archetype and that really hurt planet Earth. And said extremely simply, as the path of the planets comes through each month and as we relate to them and they relate to one another, we get opportunities to review and revisit what had happened. We also get the chance to eliminate or shift or fix the influence of any of the negative patterns. And we get to repattern things or raise the vibration or raise the archetype by doing it better ourselves. Some people know this as the energetic term blueprinting. That's just one way to look at it. And so over the past month, we had this parade of planets. And this parade of planets was a significant moment in that healing process in that as these planets came into one another, they toned rapidly in relation to one another, but also in relation to us. And so it was like a ping, 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 ping for our solar system. And that was important in helping us to just move to another band of the frequency work that we're doing. We're always moving, we're always shifting. And so this is just a touch point moment as that occurs. Note, however, that this will also have the opportunity for the planets to be felt different by people who are ready to experience them in their more higher harmonic form. Another thing that happened, we had a turnover of the sun. So the sun just went bloop, bloop, and it switched directions really quick for a second. And this is something that only happens once every 10 years at the solar maximum. We're not at the solar maximum. In fact, we're not due to be there for another two times. So not only is it significant that the sun did its little flip switch, which itself causes a ripple in our solar system and universe, it is significant that it happened during this planetary alignment series and that it happened way before solar maximum, which is when this is typically charted to have happened. 
another event. <clears throat> we have Pluto entering Aquarius. This represents a change in the general frequency that we are working with. I wrote an article about this at my blog, at my website. You can come check it out, crow-medicine.com, for more on this. What is important to say for this podcast is that, you know, Pluto just entered Aquarius and it's leaving Cancer. When Pluto was in Cancer, it was experiencing a lot of energy to do with Saturn in Cancer, which I will come back to in a moment. Said extremely simply, what we are doing is moving away from an energy of Saturn that is a result of several thousands of years of spiritual hijacking and manipulation and appropriation and use for real true bad. So I'll get on to that in the next point. In the last month, Saturn also entered Pisces. As I've noted in other articles and I'll talk about as we go through this report, Saturn is a planet whose energy did get harnessed, like I said, through magic. And this was not just your like simple, I'm going to wish for Saturn to do this, that, or the other thing. This is like thousands of years of ritual sacrifice and eating people and invoking things that you might know as Baal or Moloch. And those beings came to be associated with the energy of Saturn in part as a result of what happened with the fall of this universe. Saturn in some astrology is considered a gateway or a doorway. And so if you want to get really esoteric about it, some people, myself, for example, included, would believe that Saturn got used as a backdoor by energies and entities that came to be the ones that tried to colonize this universe and who represent things like the dark forces that we are dealing with uh, um, getting rid of today. And I know it sounds absolutely wacko to people until you start looking at the historical record and you can just go and check to see the spiritual beliefs and the many cults, but not just cults, organized, grounded, real religions that still connect openly and honestly to this energy without asking the question behind it, why does Saturn act like that? Saturn isn't supposed to act like that. And we have been healing Saturn for a long time. You might remember that um, in 2021, we had these three really rough points, the Saturn square Uranus. So Uranus is oftentimes a planet of I create the freedom. Anytime Uranus shows up, it's a good thing. So Saturn started its freedom project really February 17th, June 14th and December 23rd of 2021. And you can say that in the last 2.5 years of Saturn having been in Aquarius, we were, um, we were, what we were really doing was clearing out the potential of the negative future impact of this energy infiltrating and bleeding into our future age. Saturn is not the enemy. Saturn energy is not bad. Saturn has a place in this universe. We are just bringing Saturn away from its, its misappropriation. And we are healing Saturn from being the home of a demon to being its rightful place as part of this universe. And I know that that's heavy, but that's really what's happening. And this is the kind of stuff I work on every day of my life. Building on that and related to the Saturn energy, uh, we just had the repudiation of the Doctrine of Discovery. That was issued by the Vatican. The Doctrine of Discovery was issued in the late 1400s. I think it was 1492, but I'm not exactly sure of which precise year. 1490-something, I think. And it was issued by a, a pope who was a member of the Borgia family. Back to the magic. So the Borgia family is a known family who was involved in black magic, sorcery, people-eating, manipulation, 
and they were openly colluding with dark force entities and one of the reasons why people got very upset when they got involved in the church is because it meant that that was being involved in the church um and so the doctrine of discovery is the doctor document that was said hey you voyagers of discovery if you find it you can claim it doesn't you know what i mean and people who were indigenous or you know locals already they didn't count as people to in these documents what it meant was anybody who isn't you know christian faith so it gave people of that faith the idea that they could go anywhere in the world or have those faith groups in the world and claim it. And it's not they're not the only group who has claimed land or territory, but this is a significant piece of the magic that was used to hurt and attack however many millions of people got hurt and attacked in, in the South and North America and the other places that were colonized under this piece of paper. It is one of these big pieces of magic that was hoisted upon us that has a lot more into it than just what is written in the bull that there is movement on this tells me that we have made significant progress in shifting out the magic that had been dominating our world and that had been used against us and for that i am very excited even if it means it comes with all of this crazy energy that we have been experiencing since it has shifted I'll talk about that a little bit more after we do the next segment where we talk about the planets. Astrologically speaking, believe it or not, April is not as intense as March was, so that is a good thing. It does not, however, mean that we are not living through the ripples that were initiated in March, which is why I just spent so much time talking about them. One of the things that did come up at the end of last month, we had a conjunction of Uranus and Venus. Now, for those of you who are new here, I talk about astrology just a little bit differently in that I talk about conjunctions and I talk about us moving through the healing patterns of this universe. So consider this in complement, not contradiction, to your typical astrology reports that you might be listening to. It's just going to sound a little different. Uranus is the planet of freedom. And one of the things that we are going to be working on this month in particular, but it has been going on for some time, is releasing back out the freedom and of expression and the freedom of respect of what gets called the feminine or the Venusian energy strands. This is creation. This is spirituality. This is the earth and its right to live. This is all of that. And we know that one of the things that has characterized the last age has been an oppression of our energy systems, but also women. And yeah, we're working through it. So that'll be a theme <laughs> for this month. Did you turn off the astrology report? Because sometimes people do when I say that. If you didn't, congratulations. Let's keep going. So we start the month off in Aries. And on April 3rd, Mercury goes into Taurus. So Mercury right now is doing a lot of moves related to the medical system. I'm going to talk about that more in the next segment. April 6th, we have full moon in Libra. We have a Libra leading node coming up in July and a big transformation. And I note that this movement into the full moon in Libra is also kind of part of our transformation from the Venus, kind of the Taurus Scorpio north-south node that we had into Aries and Libra, which is going to be our next. So that's kind of exciting. On April 8th, we have Mercury at Dichotomy. We are watching the movements of Mercury because we are watching what is happening around disclosure and freedom in the medical system as well as in our communication systems here on planet earth on april 11th this is an important one 
Venus enters Gemini. We have Jupiter at solar conjunction. Mercury is at its highest altitude and its greatest elongation east. So Venus and Jupiter coming together like this hasn't happened for some time. I perceive this to be a day where we are going to be able to do some powerful integration along the feminine energy and feminine as teacher archetype. Feminine energy as teachers has been specifically excluded from a lot of the spiritual realms, and that's on purpose because we have a lot of good things to say. And part of that harmonic energy we are healing is the dominant through domination through the Saturnian and Marsian energy threads. And no, we're not going to take it, and the planets aren't either. So the next day, we have April 14th, Eris is at solar conjunction. Eris is the feminine aspect of Aries, as you may remember us talking about in other months. And so Eris and his harder harmonic comes with what I like to call the Karen energy. It is the woman who has nothing nice to say to anybody. It is the person who is a gossip. And me, and as a middle-aged woman, I will say this and I will laugh at it, but I will also say it because it's part of my age category. There is something about that heiress energy that expresses itself through a tired, unhappy middle-aged woman that can be its most nasty. And so that can mean like wanting to give that little dig to your husband or your child or a teacher or someone in your workplace. Maybe just being a curmudgeon and being jealous of other people. Maybe just being outright nasty and using magic against others. These are all things where feminine energy has been turned against itself and each and that this Eris planet can sometimes be used against us. And when the energy comes up, you may feel like you would like to be treacherous to other women. This is something that we're healing. And I really hope we don't do this. So we'll talk more about this in the next segment. On the April 15th, Vesta enters Taurus. So April 11th, 14th, and 15th, these are all days important about the Venusian feminine energy strands. And that doesn't just mean for women. This means these energy strands exist when all of us men have Eris energy too. people who don't consider themselves men or women have Eris energy too. This is part of the human energy spectrum. And so sometimes terms like feminine and masculine can be misnomers. But right now we have been living in a society where it's been man or woman, man against women, and men have been used against women to hold us down and vice versa. So it's kind of a weird thing where we're ending this almost like instigated feeling gender war against one another and learning how not only to live with these strands integrated within ourselves, but also to appreciate the dynamic ability and fluidity of one another to be who we are and relating to each other more as people. But of course, if man and women, if you want to be, um, but less with that harsh, harsh, unfair boundary that really never does anything very well for us. And Vesta has represented a thing that has been a harsh boundary because Vesta can be the hearth, right? When we think about what Vesta represents, Vesta represents the energy of the household and the power of the household. And Vesta also never got to go out and do anything fun. She always had to stay back and look at the hearth. And her job was so important. And she took care of everyone else. But she never got to be on part of the journey. And, you know, in these last few years, Vesta and the energy of the household has been really pushed upon. I mean, politically, we're and economically, socially, we're experiencing this process called accumulation by dispossession. And this is like an old trick in the neoliberal economic handbook. We create when there are problems that come up, you create scarcity and you find ways to use your resources to take a hold of what other people lose, like their houses, their cars, their businesses. You buy that up. You have more for yourselves. And then things like inflation less. This 
is something that used to only happen between first and third world countries. Now they're doing it to us in our own countries. And one of the ways that they do it is by putting pressure on the household. This is what I studied as a social anthropologist. So it's crazy to see that this is one of the major ways that we are having the screws put on us now. And hopefully we're soon on our way out of it because it's not very fun. And one of the ways that we are able to help change this is by valuing the Vesta in each of us. So on April 15th, Vesta enters Taurus, and it's on the same day as a conjunction of the moon and Saturn. And the Saturnian false, disgusting energy I was talking about earlier that was used to manipulate this planet and hurt it all is also energy that works to manipulate and hurt Vesta. So I feel this will be a healing day. I really hope it's not a hard day. Let's work to make it a great day for us all. On April 16th, we have a close approach of the moon and Saturn, and that is healing, 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 healing for Saturn. And on April 17th, Venus is at perihelion. April 20th, you might be interested to know that we have a hybrid solar eclipse happening that day. What's hybrid about it is that for a very small portion of the world, you will be able to see this eclipse. If you are in one place, it will be one type of eclipse. And if you are in another, because of the curvature of the Earth, you will see it a different way. So I don't know how people with flat Earth ideas work this one out. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. We'll keep it moving. But in, in astrological terms, when a hybrid solar eclipse happens, it's quite rare. So it's a big deal. So that's cool. On April 21st, oh, but also we know that eclipses bring big changes. And so that kind of goes along with our whole thing of this is a time of great change. On the 21st, Mercury is going to go retrograde. And on the same day, there is a close approach and a conjunction of the moon and Mercury. And then on the 23rd, we have a close approach of moon and Venus. And on the 25th, a close approach of moon and Mars. And that, my friends, is the planets for April. Let's talk a little bit more about what that means for us next. Do you appreciate my teachings and find that they bring value to your life? Do you like the way that I orient my information to be publicly accessible to all? Do you happen to have three, five, or seven dollars a month that you would like to chip in to supporting the ongoing creation of this programming and me? the person who makes it. If your answer to any of that is yes, I'm happy to let you know I just opened up a buymeacoffee.com monthly support section and it's for three, five, or seven dollars per month. You can sign up anytime, you can cancel anytime, and you can remain anonymous. If you felt interested and were able to support this podcast in that way, I would really appreciate it. You can do so by clicking the link that I have in the description here, the buy me a coffee link, or visiting buymeacoffee.com slash crowmedicine and just clicking on memberships. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay, so what do all of these planets mean for how we are going to be experiencing the upcoming energy of this month? Well, the first thing I want to address is we know that this is all positive and we know that what we experienced last month was positive. But we also have this thing happening where it feels like the world is exploding and like everything is blowing up. When planets like Uranus come into play, when we have major transformations like we did with Saturn and Pluto, what that means is we are having the threads of our whole entire lives being pulled up for review. And what is happening is a lot of us are realizing how embedded we are or were in systems of oppression, even if we have made positive changes over these last few years. I know that it can be unpleasant when these things start happening. And one of the ways that we are able to find our grounding in it is to realize that 
there's always metaphysics. And if one thread of energy is being pulled out from underneath our feet, like a job or a home or a place to go to school, then there is another possibility and energy. And we are able to work with things like calling in our highest harmonic pathway, working with our metaphysical tools to ground and actualize and achieve our goals. And I want people to remember that. One of the major things that we can talk about is that, you know, Saturn is on the move and Saturn continues moving. Right now, we are healing that lower harmonic, terrible ceremonial appropriation version of Saturn that did come to represent what some people represent as Satan, other people represent it as Moloch, other people represent it as Baal, and it has been worshipped as those people throughout history. And when that gets, when people do things that are terrible in the name of a planet, when a planet like that comes along, it can really cause a lot of damage and chaos. And as Saturn moved into Pisces and we're doing this healing, oh my goodness, did that harder harmonic Saturn energy ever start flaring up? And this month, as we move with our close approach of Moon and Saturn on the 16th and Vesta entering Taurus conjunction of the Moon and Saturn on the 15th, you know, those people, those of us experiencing that feminine energy strand or experiencing what lies on that, we may continue to feel the push and the punch. And although I hope that we don't, I'll just be honest in saying that this may be an option where we're really getting an opportunity to heal the oppression that was laid in on the Saturnian energy line on us. Earlier in this report, I, I talked about the doctrine of discovery. The same Pope that was responsible for the doctrine of discovery coming into power was the one who did Malleus Maleficarum. Anybody who has read Soul Compass knows Malleus Maleficarum is the document that made what we do today, this stuff, be termed as witchcraft. This is the document that was behind the witch hunts. This was behind the persecution and the murder and the pushing down of a whole different form of spiritual order that what we talk about today represents. And we're also healing and moving through that. So I hope that people find it positively in their lives and they're finding ways to positively ground it along with this Vesta energy and that these transformations represent us really seeing how powerful this is and what it can do for our lives. And I think that will continue on next month. What's the next thing? So as this energy plays out, I just want to be so honest and say that people are going to be meeting things like the dark night of the soul. They're going to be seeing very clearly that where they have been manipulated by the system, finding out things like being exploited in the workplace. I mean, I know that has happened. Rapid and unexpected life changes come up. We sometimes also get tempted to act in the worst version of an energy to other people. So how I've been seeing this play out is a lot of capitalist greed and exploitation in the workplaces of people close to me. And I have been seeing people that I love a lot coming into direct contact with slimy and manipulative work practices. And what they have had to do is take a stand for themselves. And guess what? When they took a stand for themselves because they were in the right, it worked. And that's part of reversing this BS system. We stand up to it in peace and love when we are right and we do the right thing and we treat ourselves with respect and dignity. We do not allow ourselves to get crushed with it. You know, this is just where we're at. I don't want people to think, oh, just because you're arguing for over a paycheck or because you have had a difficult situation in your life, it doesn't mean you're missing out on the good energy. It, this is part of the transformation process. And this good energy is smashing the crap out of this out of our frameworks. And it doesn't feel nice, but it felt worse when it was holding on to us. And we have to just keep moving. Um, when we get to points like this, it's really important that we stay grounded in our self-connection and stay grounded in our faith and our spirituality and our love because 
a lot of ugly situations piled up on one another turn us into ugly people. And sometimes when you have to deal with monster after monster after monster after monster in your life, you turn into a monster yourself. That is part of how that energy takes you and stops you from making positive changes. And so if you're dealing with all this stuff and you have been dealing with stuff and you find yourself haggard, give yourself moments to be soft and start back with the self-care. It will help you heal and come out of this. We are going to be having a lot of revelations of Mercury this month. I feel that continuing. This is around the medical institution and healthcare and communication. Here in the United States right now, all of this is being turned into just this big, huge argument about all kinds of different things. And Mercury energy is being used as a disruptor force. There is a lower harmonic Mercury energy. I feel Mercury going into retrograde is actually going to snap that out of play and that Mercury going into retrograde later on this month is going to be a very good thing. One of the things that I mentioned in my delivery that I'm going to bring forward now, it's to middle-aged women, because I know there's a lot of us that listen to the report, and I now actually fit in that category of age. So <laughs> this is not a mean statement. But this is something I know a lot of women in my group are also people who are around my age, and we get to change what it is to be a woman too, right? I don't know if you notice that as you age and change in your categories, there's different energy that presses on you to act certain ways, and there's different energy that you may notice in other people more. And one of the ones that's been coming up a lot is this, I call it the spiritual Karen. And the spiritual Karen is like an older woman who is mean. And she doesn't have to just be a, a spiritual Karen. She can be a Karen. It's a woman who is mean to other women, especially younger ones, who tries to tear down other women with nasty, snarky comments, um, who tries to expect another woman to carry her, her load for her without any thanks or gratitude, a woman who is nasty to the people around her, a woman who is rude, a woman who goes looking for things to pick on, these are things that some of us do as women. These are things that some of us have faced as women. These are the ways that we as women are kept from being supportive of one another, of, from mentoring one another, and from building one another up. We are supposed to be sharing information and support and love intergenerationally. We're not supposed to be jealous of women because they're younger than us or because we think they're smarter than us or because they have something good going. We're not supposed to hate another woman because she said something we wished we had said ourselves. We're supposed to be grateful to her for saying it. We're supposed to say congrats and kudos and maybe we can even be happy for her. If we are asked for advice, we can provide it. We can be positive, strong mentors. We can be people who create safe spaces for other women to express themselves we can be people who create safe spaces for young women to express themselves there's absolutely no need for this jumping on one another behavior that it comes up and as we move through vesta and eris this month i think we're getting a chance to do it different so let's be good to one another and even if we don't feel respected in our workplaces or our homes or by our students or by our colleagues how about we treat each other with respect and we start building that resonance in our own lives and in the ways we interact with one another. That is how change works and that is how change happens. Women and women's relationships are a huge part of the solution here. And what we take care of and what gets relegated to our realm, the stuff in the household, the Vesta stuff, is part of what needs to heal, what we need to do to heal this universe because it starts in the household and it starts at the home. Even if we don't live with a full family and we're women ourselves, this is where we fix it, right? So, you know, we've had a lot of really difficult years. And this is an opportunity, like I said, for us to lift each other up. 
Let us not be weaponized against one another, our partners, our children, or anybody else. This harder harmonic energy of Aries is that weaponization of ener energy of the feminine energy spectrum. And I'm happy that we're having this conversation and that we're getting a chance to heal it. So up next, what might you like to do to get engaged in a routine that is going to help you stay in your high harmonic good path through all of this? One of the best things that anybody can do for themselves is to start setting up personal time each and every day where they get to just rest, where they get to relax, where they release energy, where they get to positively regenerate, where they get to do something that is good for themselves. Maybe it's reading a chapter in an adventure novel. Maybe it's listening to three or four songs that make you feel good. Maybe it's doing a meditation. Maybe it's writing in a journal. You are a human being and you need spaces to articulate your interests and to feel your passions and to express your fears and your hopes and your dreams and your private time, your personal time, even if it's just 15 minutes a day that you get to look forward to with a cup of tea is something that you can start creating into being a respite for you. And it's something that you can look forward to. One of the things that is highly beneficial in times where you're going through difficult moments spiritually where your vibration might feel low or you might feel challenged is to work with things like positive affirmations and work with things like meditation and energy alignment to keep your vibration up. By this point, every single one of you should know that I have a practice called Energy Pillar in a book called Soul Compass. I'm going to recommend them here, but I have other things too. Energy Pillar is an energy and an alignment methodology that I created and you can get it as a, as a, as a guided meditation with an audio and a video version if you like my style and it, it leads you through a practice where you ground your energy you align your energy and you connect yourself if you do that a few times a week it will create that space of restorative energy and self-connection that is a really good baseline for staying you and sustained healing but also not taking major knocks on your vibratory path for people who already have this stuff, when you come into really difficult moments, if you have a terrible day, get home and do the energy pillar and help yourself restore. And if you're going through a lot of difficult things and you have soul compass, work with your process of self-connection. I'm going to be publishing more things on my website, chromedicine.com about this. I'll talk about that later. I'm going to move on for people who don't have the book or don't want to buy it. Other things that you can do. For those of you who do not yet know, I have created a new thing called Saturday Morning Meditations. And you don't have to do them on Saturday, but I, I, I release a new one, Crow Medicine Meditations, on YouTube every Saturday morning. And the idea is to support people in getting a half an hour or so of positive self-connection in at least once a week. So I do a different style of meditation each week. There's one connecting to your goals, which you can use for grounding any goals that you might want to ground with the energy of this month. I have ones for connecting to your soul. If your soul could deliver you one message right now, what would it be? I've once for raising your vibration. I'm putting a lot of effort into getting good written articles and good meditations and practices to the public that are going to be useful for anybody of any class background of any interest base to use because this stuff works and this is how we get through these times. So join me for Crow Medicine Meditations. Other than that, I'm going to encourage anybody who wants more information to just come check out my energy management archive at my blog. I will link it here. I've been putting thoughtful information out and I will continue to do so through this month. You may think about signing up to my email list. Having said all of that, I wish you a powerful month of transformation in April. 
I know that things have been rough and I know that people just want it to get easy and I do too. And we have to just keep being diligent with our focus and keep being diligent with our energy because the big changes are happening all around us. And that's why I spent so much time talking about them in this podcast to remind us that they're happening, to remind us that we are getting there and to tell everyone to keep going. I love you. We're kicking butt. Let's keep doing it. April, let's go. Thank you.